Hello, everybody. This is Theo from today's episode of How to Scale a Business Podcast. So I'm right now with George Krizza. Thank you so much, George, for being the show. I really appreciate it. Thank you, Theo. All right. So, uh, George, by the way, can you tell us a bit about yourself and the company that you have? So I'm operating a consultancy at this moment called Challenging Decisions. Mm-hmm. And it's uh, based on my 25 years experience as a CEO, Inc. 500 CEO, with my prior company, MTC Performance. We did uh, payments and uh, software development and you know visionary solutions for sales incentives. But of course, we lived through a tremendous amount of uh, ups and downs and challenges and so on and so forth over that period of time. And so now in challenging decisions, I'm making myself available to other CEOs who are running into roadblocks or particularly difficult challenges in growing their company. Yeah, that's totally cool. So uh, you mentioned about like the challenges of those like C-suites personnel, like CEOs, CFOs. What are those like challenges that they're experiencing and about the main problems that they want to uh, let's say that uh, I'm a CEO and I have some problems with my business. Um, what are those like problems that they usually uh, tell you and the ways that you solve it? The, the, the number one problem that people have is uh, their team. Mm-hmm. You, you have to build a great team. That's not easy. If you want to build a great team, that means you need to be great at hiring which is a huge challenge for most CEOs. And then once you onboard people and you have a team, uh, the next challenge is culture. What type of culture are you building? And a lot of times CEOs actually more or less abdicate culture in order to operate their business. Right. And that's that's really a problem. So we help people develop a uh, cohesive, productive culture. And then once you have that culture in place, you have to drive towards effective execution of your goals. There's one thing to say, oh, we had a mission, vision, values, you know, strategy session. We know where we're going. And then how do you get there? Uh, so that's also a big challenge. Mm-hmm. And uh, lastly, well, two two more. Uh, if you're in the software business, building software is way more difficult than most people recognize, particularly if you're trying to build a enterprise class solution. And the other aspect is finance. Uh, when you have a successful company that's growing rapidly, almost always it will consume cash. And so if you're not prepared with how you're going to deal with that, you can run into a tremendous crisis of not having enough operating capital. All right. So uh, those are those, uh, those are like, I would call this um, main problems that CEOs experiencing and how to build their business. That's totally awesome that you have it on your end. And uh, George, I just want to ask this. So since you have like challenging decisions uh, company, so How about the uh, Inc. 500? Can you tell us more about it, especially the history about the Inc. 500? 
The Inc. 500 was with my prior company, MTC Performance, mm -hmm. and we grew 473% in a three-year period, which was, uh, you know, I mean, today there's companies growing that fast. If you look at the Inc. 500 today, lots of companies are growing over 1,000% a year. Mm -hmm. But at that time that we got the award, we were number 278 out of 500 uh, wow. people. So that was exciting. So how did it happen? It happened because uh, we were doing sales incentives, channel sales incentives to be specific. And we had a lot of really good clients. But uh, one of the major players that, uh, you, you know, I'm not going to use their name, but one of the the number one player in the computer industry in terms of selling computer products to consumers and businesses, mm -hmm. they had an issue with managing sales incentives and they felt that they were out of control. And because we were already working with them through individual manufacturers, we had a an entree, but we, you know, we had to have a, a great idea. And we came up with a great idea that allowed them to take control of 100% of the incentives that were pointed at their salespeople. So they uh, they loved the idea that we had. It was a much more ex expansive idea. Uh, I'm looking to show you, and I, I don't seem to have it right next to me, but the vehicle that we used to deliver incentives was typically a debit card, and you'd, you'd have let's say Epson or in focus or whatever the company was would have their own individual card. Mm -hmm. So these guys wanted to have their own card and circumvent the manufacturers. Fine. That sounds easy, but what they really needed was a enterprise class software solution that was able to build promotions, manage promotions, calculate promotions and create an umbrella that all the stakeholders could use. Mm -hmm. We came up with the idea. We built the product in about eight months, which was amazing. And then within uh, within a very short period of time, what ended up happening was the amount of incentive funds that they were uh, taking in went up by 400%, which is already a big number. And we made it four times bigger. And we also increased the amount of people that were able to offer incentives from 25 to 250. 250 different companies were using our software to point at their sales force. So this thing just blew up and then we added other multi-billion dollar players to it. So that's all great. At the same time, when you're building a type of product you've never built before, you have plenty of challenges in terms of understanding the scale and scope of handling big data mm -hmm. and managing data variances and data anomalies accurately. So we had a ton to learn. It took us a long time to learn it. And ultimately we came out the other end with, you know, with a success. Yeah, that's a cool story. That's a cool story. And the good thing also is you already have a big player uh, in your company, which is an Inc. 500. And uh, I know that you've been in this industry for a long time. And do you have like, what are like the adapt 
So let's talk about adaptation. So have you adapt? Uh, how have you adapted the change uh, in your industry over a year, or over the year? Sorry. Well, you have to you have to constantly be aware of what's going on in your target market. Mm -hmm. That I would say is the biggest thing. Uh, and as the target market has different demands and different requirements, you need to be in touch with them and willing to be able to adapt your solution to not yesterday's need, but today and tomorrow's need. Mm -hmm. So the idea of vision, visioning what tomorrow looks like is very important. Not everyone can do that. You know, you, you, I hope I'm still answering your question well, but you, you have management of today's systems and processes, but what will the product look like tomorrow? And mm -hmm. can you anticipate, or maybe even put it this way, can you build in such a high degree of modularity into your product offering that it's extensible mm -hmm. and morphable easily? So that's a super important way of thinking about it. Yeah, that's totally true. Thank you so much for that, George. And uh, can you speak to any metrics or like KPIs uh, you use to measure the success of your business? Well, uh, KPIs are obviously something that everyone uses. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, you want to measure uh, revenue, obviously, profitability, margin uh, on the finance side. You also have to look at other financial metrics that are going on behind the scenes. So we, we talked about uh, a minute ago, the, the need for capital. Yeah. yeah. And, and so one of the things that probably the typical entrepreneur is not very good at is keeping their eye on the financial ball as, as time changes. So one of the things we developed was a financial reporting system for non-financial managers, namely mm -hmm. myself. So I'm not an MBA. I was not trained financially, but uh, I am trained mathematically. Uh, you know, in my high school and college uh, training, you know, I had advanced mathematics. Cool. So I think I think much more like a mathematician than an accountant. And so we revised our financial system. Uh, I mean, the primary system stayed the, stayed the same, but we revised the system so that all of my reporting was graphical and i was able to see to me what what was most important was to see how the business's financial condition condition was changing over time so what did my balance sheet look like was cash improving or or getting worse was debt improving or getting worse and so on and so forth so we developed maybe 15 different financial metrics that were presented to me every month on a chart. And so uh, my financial manager and I had very clear and distinct discussions about what they meant mm -hmm. and what was the impact on our need for credit, capital, and day-to-day -day cash needs. 
All right. That's totally awesome because, uh, yeah, you already have financial managers and they use your like skills in math to solve those problems. I love that. And uh, George, how do you stay up to date with the latest trends and developments in your industry? I do a tremendous amount of reading. I cool. read, uh, I, I read uh, business books. Uh, every year I'm reading at least 20 to 25 business books. Mm -hmm. I read, of course, we've now gone from an era where you'd get physical periodicals. Now you do all your research on the internet. Yeah. But I, I really delve into what's going on in terms of all the news and the in the particular markets I'm interested in. I do a lot of reading and I also listen to, uh, there's so many good uh, YouTube videos at this point in time where you can hear top experts telling you their view of what's current. If you looked at my YouTube channel, perhaps you didn't see it, but if you looked at my YouTube channel, you see I, in the technology markets, uh, I've interviewed uh, three very noteworthy people, mm -hmm. uh, one of which is Jeffrey Moore, who is extraordinarily famous for his book, Crossing the Chasm and Inside the Tornado. So I spent an hour with Jeffrey talking about all the, the challenges and issues of growth. So, uh, you know, I try, and, I try and be very broadly educated and uh, aware of the news and aware of the trends. Yeah, that's totally true because you need to stay up, uh, up to date, especially with the news, because there will be some changes and it also affects your business. And and also, can you discuss like any partnerships and collaborations you've formed to help grow your business? Well, that's a big question. <laughs> <laughs> As far as as far as challenging decisions at this point in time, what we're doing is uh, we are working with, as I just mentioned, we're working with and and collaborating with nationally known figures mm -hmm. who are experts in their particular disciplines. Jeffrey Moore is one example. Uh, Larry Walsh uh, was the CEO of Twenty One Twelve Company. Uh, Jay McBain, who was with Forrester Group, and uh, a number of other well-known national organizations and individuals. Uh, again, I, I attend their events. Sometimes I'm on their uh, speaker panels for various reasons. And I try to maintain uh, you know, both contact and a national presence with them. All right. Thank you so much for that. And this is the last question. So, uh, I mean, again, you're in this industry for a long time. So what advice can you give to other business owners looking to succeed in your industry? It can be very lonely as a CEO. You, you know, you might think you have everything figured out, but there are moments and you, you don't necessarily, most people are not that transparent as CEOs. And so, so they don't want their teams to know when they don't have a clue. Yeah. <laughs> but, but one of the things that you need to do on the one hand is don't be afraid to be vulnerable. 
don't you, you still need to lead, but don't be afraid to let people know that you're a human being and need help too. And you're interested in their contribution and you're going to listen to their contribution. But the other thing is, like in my case, I would recommend that you build a relationship with someone like Challenging Decisions who has done it before and live through the glory and live through the the, the despair and mm-hmm. has developed techniques to solve problems because you can get stuck at a you know particular situation and it can go on for years because you have tunnel vision. You only look at things through your own filter and your filter can take you to the stars, but it could also sink you. So uh, building a relationship with an advisor, a trusted advisor, is a great idea. That's totally true. And I love that advice that you've given to us that always seeking advice, always seeking advice. All right. So, uh, George, if anybody wants to connect or anyone thinking about working with you or partnering with you, uh, where's the place you can go or what is the best way to do that? Thank you for asking, Theo. I, I am, again, George Kriza, K-R-I-Z-A, challengingdecisions.com, one big long word, challengingdecisions.com. Mm-hmm. And you can reach me uh, via the telephone at 312-320-7760. I'd welcome your call. All right, and don't forget, uh, as I mentioned, uh, the YouTube uh, channel, uh, George Kriza. You can watch also his uh, podcast review there. And guys, if you made it this far, thank you. Thank you so much for sticking with us. If you got any value from today's episode, we would love to get a rating or review on where you get the podcast. If there's someone in the midst of growing their business or thinking about starting a business, send this episode to them and then take one thing you learned today and go out, implement it, execute, and let us know and how it goes. And we want to hear about your wins. And above all, thanks for being with us today. We really appreciate a lot and see you on the next one. Cheers.